about to listen to the profound word of God, ministered by Ty Adeshuba, pastor of Worship Tabernacle Church. Without a doubt, this will be a life-transforming experience as you acquaint yourself with the word of God and develop a rich and rewarding relationship with Him. This message will certainly shape your life, fulfill your dreams, and guarantee your success. So I'm just going to get into the world and we're just going to discuss some certain things. Today I'm speaking about getting unstuck from depression. Getting unstuck from depression. Uh, and I believe that it will bless you. Last week I said depression is the inability to construct a future. Depression can sap your energy. It can rob you of your health and generally it can extract all the joy from your life. One of the things I didn't say that I want to just put as an addendum this this afternoon is that your body or your entire life is made up of three compartments. Three of man is three. Your father, son and Holy Spirit so also is man. The Bible says man has a spirit uh, that has a soul that what lives in a body. Now, I know that there may be theologians here, so let me just use this as an example and excuse myself from every theological debate. The, the, the spirit of a man makes you God conscious, touches you to God. The body will make you world conscious. And the soul will make you self-conscious. Spirit, God-conscious. Body, world-conscious. The consciousness of the world. And soul, self-conscious. The problem is the fact that many churches, many people are so spiritual. So they're spirit-conscious. But you can be spiritual conscience and ignore your body and the spiritual aspect of your life would decline because the body which is the vehicle is not healthy enough to fulfill what the spirit can do. And so you have a lot of places where you pray, 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 and churches like this, they don't particularly like it because we don't pray, pray, pray like that. But, 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 but then uh, uh, there is no taking care of the body which is the vehicle that God created to take you to a place where the Spirit of God can use you. So if all I do is just take care of the spiritual realm, before now, you would have taken me out of this place, maybe in the stretcher, and then you would start praying again. On what should I should have taken care in my body. Are you following what I'm saying? It, it is when your body is healthy that your spirit is healthy. Because it is with your body that I make connection with you and I can still uh, quietly preach in my 50s. Uh, where do you have that energy? It's because I have to take care of my body so that God can use my body as the vehicle to project His Spirit through us. Jesus was a tectone. Tectone means carpenter, but it's not the carpenters you see around that uses all this sophisticated machine. No, they will go into the, into, into, into the, into the forest and they will have to cut down the tree. He will carry it on his, uh, on, on his back and take it to a place where they have to saw it and make it into whatever we're sitting on or whatever we're using now. He was a strong man. Are you following what I'm saying? And so there's no point in praying again when you're not taking care of your body. Because it's your body, it's my body that I have connection with the world. So just imagine that I'm saying I'm filled with the Spirit, but on my external appearance, I look all haggard, I look all blobby, fat, and uh, uh, you won't come. Even if you see me outside and you come, and you have your friend with you, you won't introduce me. I've seen people run out of the shop to come and meet me. I said, hey, it's my pastor. pastor and took me into this really high-end shop. 
You understand? And I walked into the shop. I said, thank you, Jesus. I wasn't looking haggard that day. High-end shop. And I sat down. Do you want champagne? I said, I'm a pastor. Uh, uh, if I get drunk here, there will be serious problems. But, but, but you have to take care of your body. However, however, the major problem and the major battle is against your soul. Because your soul is your self-consciousness. Ah. And it is your soul that makes connection with your spirit that directs your body. This is your soul. This is God consciousness. This is the world consciousness. And the devil attacks your soul because your soul is the middle connection to both worlds. Because it's with your soul that you can speak to your body what to do. And this is with your soul that you can obey what the spirit wants you to do. And so when the enemy wants to attack you, he attacks your self-consciousness. He attacks your soul. Because once he gets your soul, he can destroy your spiritual world and destroy your physical world. That's why the psalmist didn't say, Oh, why so downcast, oh my body? He didn't say, why so downcast, oh my spirit? He says, why so downcast, what? Oh, my soul. Psalm 40. He says, why so that cast all my soul? Uh, he says, put your hope in what? God. So his soul made that spiritual connection with God. And then when you read that psalm, if you go further on, he now says, for yet I will praise you the help of my countenance. So when his soul made connection with his spirit, his countenance in the walls started to change. So the attack is against the soul. And that's the reason why Jesus, when, 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 when the prodigal son wanted to come back home, the Bible says he came to himself. And he said to himself, let me make my spiritual connection back with the father. Because if I get back with the father, my world will change. Are you following what I'm saying? So when he got back to the father... He was no more eating with pigs. He was given a signet ring. He was redressed. And his external change because his soul mind made a connection with his spirit mind that changed his physical world. Is anyone hearing what I'm saying? And that's why we, when we read this morning, it made it very clear that God says he will quiet down our soul. Because if your soul is not quiet, everything about you disappears. And that's why the devil is fighting against your mind. Your mind. The Bible says that have this same mind of Christ. Because if your mind focuses and is stayed and is resting on God, everything about you starts to work. And that's what you see the band singing and Christina operating this after it's her birthday by the way. Happy birthday, darling. Uh, 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 you can see the whole body. Her soul connected with God and externally everything started to flow. And even if she didn't sing anything, the way she appeared today, everything about her wins. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. When the mind is troubled, everything else disappears. And that's why when you have a troubled mind, I said last week, people who have a troubled mind, they feel helpless about their situation. They feel hatred towards themselves and they feel hopeless about their future. Helpless, hatred and hopeless. Uh, we, 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 we need to understand that as we are speaking about depression, and I said last week, it, it is, depression is not a sin, uh, neither is it a sign of weakness. Neither is the case. In fact, depression is not something a person chooses sometimes, rather it's something a person must choose how to deal with. Because it comes. Many people in the Bible, as I said last week, suffer depression. David suffered depression. Moses suffered depression. Elijah suffered depression. Uh, many Job suffered depression. Notable preachers around uh, suffered depression. But you know what? It makes it clear and it begs the question, so who can struggle with depression? Anyone can. 
So let's make that very clear. The question is, how should we respond to it? And the first thing I said last week is, we've got to learn to transfer it to God. We've got one of the greatest lies of Satan is that there's no hope for those who are suffering depression. This is a lie because God has the answer. When you stay connected to the vine, he will give you the answer. The second thing I want to talk about today is take immediate action. First thing is transfer it to God. Second thing is take immediate action. Now, this is the time where I'm going to crave your indulgence and beg everyone here because I know that you've heard this so many times when you're going through a difficult time of depression and people have told you, get out, get over, fight it, do this and do this kind of stuff. Uh, and so I just don't want this to be the same thing that Pastor is saying. I want you to see this as a prophetic word coming out to you right now to be able to save your souls. So today, I don't want you to uh, categorize me or put me into the same element of the other people that have spoken to you before. I want you to be able to look at this from a prophetic word, a message that is coming out to you from the Almighty God and that cannot be changed because world words is uh, powerful, uh, sharper than any two-edged sword to divide us under the Spirit. So, and I want you to be able to recognize that this is coming out of a heart of compassion. Do we all understand that because if we fail to understand that you just say pastor is not sensitive i'm sensitive but i've got to tell you what other people fail to tell you you have got to learn to take immediate action so tap someone beside you actually push them gently and say take immediate action i i didn't say tap them i just said nudge them a bit I say, because as you nudge them, the devil of complacency is moving right now. Just nudge them gently and say, take immediate action. Okay, let me give it to you in my G's language. Look at them and say, fight it. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. James chapter 4 and verse 7 says this. He says, submit yourself therefore to God. Resist the devil. And he will flee from you. Meaning, if you don't resist the devil, he will not flee. Resist. There's something that you have to do. Listen to me. Many places that we go, we go there because we like what they say. So far, the onus of responsibility is not upon us. And that's why we can go into a church and they can say, okay, we're dealing with depression. It's a spirit. It's a spirit. It's a spirit. Cast out the demon. Let me tell you this. There, there are different ways to deal with depression. There's the spiritual way. There is the therapy way. And there's the clinical way. But above all of these kinds, there's one summation of all. God, two actually, God can heal and you still have to do something about it. Because I can anoint you until we can fly plantain from off your head. <laughs> that still does not mean it's going. Because many people want oil, 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 oil. Yeah, 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 I love oil, 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 oil. And fling it all over the place. But the honest truth is we like the fact that we don't have to do anything about it. So I saw a lady who came into church one day and said, Pastor, pray over my finances. And I, and I, and I said, what church do you go to? And when she mentioned the church, I just said, there's no point in me praying. Because they will pray me into oblivion. So if you, I said, how long have you been in this? They said, 10 years. I knew, you know what, there's no point in me praying. Because as soon as I start to pray, you will compare my prayer, volume, language, effort to where you're coming from and honestly even the child they gave birth to yesterday will outshake me in prayer so there was no point that because she has focused so much on the spiritual but not on her soul so i said give me your last three bank months bank statement bring out your cards i caught the cards did her budget she didn't like it but she, in two, three, five, six months, she was out of debt. In one year, she bought her own property. Because the spirit is still there. But if there's no connection between the spirit and the mind, the world will not address it. And so, 
For us to keep praying and praying. God is saying, get up, get up, get up, get up, get up, get up, get up. Because Isaiah chapter 60 verse 1 says, rise. We're going to rise. And many of us don't want to fight. So when things are not going right, it's the church. I knew there was something wrong with that pastor. I think he gives us more of a psychological advice than a spiritual impartation. Either one, you need it. Because most of the time, we don't want to do anything. And listen to me. Depression must be challenged promptly. If you allow it to remain, it will spread like cancer and corrupt every area of your life. You've got to address it. A common tendency is to brood over our problems and quietly nurse depression rather than taking decisive steps against it. Many sink into depression simply because they do nothing about it. Instead, they dwell upon self-pity and reinforce their despondency. Remember, listen to me, remember, let me say this again, remember, depression is very common. And a highly treatable disease. It's just a matter of recognizing you're feeling bad and finding the treatment that works for you. You've got to find it. When something drops into your life and threatens your future, remember this. The first shockwave in your heart is not a sin. The real danger of the sin is when you yield to it. When you, when you give up. When you're not putting up a spiritual fight. And the root of that sinful surrender is unbelief. It means you have this, no energy, nothing within you to fight. And someone will say to me, Pastor, I just don't have any energy at all to fight. Yes, I know. But I've got to beg you to fight. Because if you don't fight, that thing will fight you to your grave. And listen to me. Maybe you think I'm unsympathetic. Pastor, you've never experienced it before. Please, don't try that. Because you're only dealing with your work and you're only dealing with your home and your life. I'm dealing with your... And any news throws me off. Think about hundreds and hundreds. If it's just my son and my wife, we're only three. And Lucy the fish. <laughs> That's all. I came home the other day and Lucy wasn't operating. I pushed the whole thing. She was. My wife said, something's wrong with Lucy. I came, Lucy, man, come and speak to me. And then I had to feed Lucy. I had to make Lucy get back. Onto. So Lucy, I worry about Lucy. Sort out Lucy. I just don't want Lucy to die at the moment. But I have to deal with everyone. So every morning I wake up and every time my phone rings, I have a battle on my hands. If you ask, if you ask uh, 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 Tony, only for me to, when was it? Was it Tuesday? I walked in and just one phone call. The person I'm supposed to cancel, I couldn't cancel them. It was both legal, it was both, uh, the, the whole thing went and they said they want to speak to me. I have to deal with it. But if you don't deal with it promptly, it will sink you into a mur. And I'm saying to you, sympathetically, saying to you with passion, you've got to fight it. Listen to me. I found out that what would floor a 15-year-old in the 1990s, would demolish a 30-year-old today. It's tragic. What what a a 15-year-old will deal with and and get through it, a 30-year-old will be crying today. We're, we're, We're so spoiled in this generation that because of that entitlement mentality, we can't deal with anything. What is, what is a death note to a 30-year-old was a rejection to a 15-year-old? I just don't understand. 
You're living in your parents' house and you're still depressed at 30. Do you understand what I just said? You're not paying bills. No, no bills is coming. No bills. No credit card, hopefully. Uh, no, no council tax. No mortgage. Nothing. 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 And you're depressed. You're depressed in your father's house. And you have the audacity to put on your door. Do not enter. Ha! Ah, if it's my house, I will kick the door out. Tell Kola, come take the hinges off. Let me see what will happen. Are you serious? Just, just, just ordinary because the girl said no. And you're dead. No. They taught me while I was growing up that no, no as the first answer and then go for the rest. By the time you get seven no's, you will get a yes. We, 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 we confronted no's. Not stay behind a, 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 a WhatsApp message. Hey, I like you. Can we go out? No, no, no. We walk up to you and say, not you, I'm just using it as an example. <laughs> <laughs> and we say, we like you. And even if you have a face like thunder, we'll still stand there. We know the no already, so let's look at the other probabilities. Maybe it will work out. You only receive no, and then you're going to Pastor Ife. Uh, pray for me. Uh, I think something is wrong. At what age? You're not paying any bills, you're not paying anything, you're not doing anything, and yet you're depressed. Oh, I failed. You will fail! That's part of growing up. Which church told you you won't fail? Get out of that church. Are you serious? You'll fail. Peter failed. Moses failed. They got up again. The righteous man will fall down seven times, and he will rise. Would you cry? Yes, surely. Have I cried? You have no idea. But after crying, there's still nobody to help me. Get up! Honestly, to, next week I will talk quietly and part you. But this week is fight. You can't just see everything about you wins. How? It just came. No, you fought before you won. It didn't just come. Where do you think we came from? I was flogging goods on Oxford Street when I didn't even understand their accent. <laughs> All right, mate. All right. I thought they said. <laughs> Flogging goods on Oxford Street. Carrying boxes into hotels for their food. Looking at people walking by and they're opening doors. And I have to carry the thing through there and open the door myself. Now, when I walk there, they open the door. They have to open the door because I fought my way. When there was no father, when there was no mother, I just knew it's up to you to fight. But there's one guarantee. You will win, but you must fight. They don't like me at all. You didn't go to war for them to like you. You went to walk. Get over it. When you have a face like thunder and you're in the secret place of the Most High, he will put their love in your heart and put their, your love in their heart. But what a 14-year-old will go back to work every single day. A 30-year-old with two kids will resign. Because they don't want to fight. And they sit at home and they say they are depressed. How? And then you have the audacity to tell your parents when they should come into your room and when they shouldn't. You know, you're depressed. You don't even brush your teeth anymore. You know? clean up anymore. You don't take a bath anymore. You're sitting there. You... There's no courage. I'm going to tell you, man. You're going to get up. You're going to get up. What's still a man? Body. Six foot. Chest out. Iron pumping. And the girlfriend has to be encouraging him. Are you for real? Is there something wrong with you? <laughs> hey, babe, 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 I'm depressed. Babe. Oh, the woman can hear. Since you started going out, he's you're depressed. Something is wrong with you. I'm telling you, I know it's there, but you've got to fight, man. If she's going to trust you, you've got to trust yourself to get up. And stop being flawed by what a 14-year-old can go through. We, we, we read with no lights. We passed exams with no lights. 
And some people are still living like that right now. And they're making a success. And they're, they're, they're the people who would have to hawk some food and stuff to make money to be able to send themselves through school. There's something of happiness that Will Smith did some time ago. The pursuit of it's a pursuit, you have to pursue it. It didn't come to him. It's a true story, by the way. He had to walk himself with his child, with his only child, walk himself to where he is until he owned the company. Walk, he had to walk himself. Yes, you'll be doing an exam and all you're drinking is coffee. You can't cook, you can't do anything. And if mom says, please, can you help me buy something down the road? Mom, I've got an exam. And you want to be a CEO of what company yourself? <laughs> you can't wake up at five, you can't wake up at six, you can't wake up. And by nine, we're still begging God to wake you up. And you say, I'm going through stuff. For what? For how many things are you juggling together? And then you're not praying. Hey, Pastor, I want to buy. I want to have a child. How? You got to do what? Fight. To, next week I will encourage you. Today I will challenge you. You got to fight. You really got to fight. Don't just shake your head. Fight. I need fighters. They lack. Many people lack courage to fight. Courage is the strength. Or choice to begin a change. Determination is the persistence to continue in that change. Because if you don't do something with life, life will do something with you. There are four things you need to fight to unstuck, to get yourself unstuck from that depression. Four things you might need to fight. You might need. Number one, you've got, and we've heard this before, fight comparison. Comparing yourself. The biggest challenge with everyone, not just people who have depression, is that they have no ideas what their true values are. And as a result, they are often tempted to live according to the values that are not their own. This is actually the root psychological cause of depression. As whenever you attempt to live according to the values that are not your own, you subordinate and minimize your true wants and desires, repressing who you really are in a futile attempt to try to be someone you are not. People who live according to their values both in thought and in action, are less capable of experiencing depression and negativity. They don't suffer from compare and despair syndrome as they compare themselves and their accomplishments to no one but themselves. Why, 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 why are you going to compare yourself to someone else? The, what are your values? What are their values? And people say, eh, eh, you can sleep with anybody. No, you can't. That's their values. What is your values? And your values may take you through the valley of the shadow of death, but God will still bless you. Because you know what? People run and get there faster than you are, but they can't maintain it. But when you go step upon step, line upon line, precept upon precept, and you follow the dictates of God, when you get there and trouble God comes, you will keep moving forward. And what has stopped someone and has destroyed someone's lives is what is food for you being a champion. My values are not your values. I've got a twin brother and his values is not my values. What he needs to do, I can't do. What I need to do, he can't do. Listen to what the message Bible says in Galatians chapter 5 verse 26. It says, that means we will not compare ourselves with each other as if one of us were better and another worse. We have far more interesting things to do with our lives. Each of us is an original. So let me say this to you. My life cannot be got or be dictated or be predicated on an Instagram. Why would I compare my life to someone's highlight? <laughs> huh? Who goes on Instagram and shows themselves in the toilet? <laughs> Who goes on Instagram and shows themselves having a argument, an issue with the wife, except they want to kiss and tell. 
Oh, you just see when that's their highlight. Why would I compare myself to her? And then you look at this and you're boring. You're not boring. He's not boring or she's not boring because she hasn't joined you on the foolishness of Instagram. I mean, not even Instagram anything. And yet, I may be full of God's weight of love in my home. I can't compare myself because someone happened there and then stood beside a white range over. And if you have a right range over, God bless you. I'm not talking about you. And then you take a star. See my new ride. Death. Death. <laughs> and then now you now go. I say, how much does it cost? I say, hey, I, 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 think, I think I can afford it. No, I've got values. I've got values. One of my values I shared in my life is that if I move any, to any bigger house or any property, I must pay the same mortgage I'm paying in the last one. I'm not moving until I save enough money to pay for the new one, paying the same mortgage as the last one. Or maybe I'll give you a hundred pounds more than that. But if anything above that is not happening, we stay where you are. Enjoy your five bedroom, I will come and bless it. But in my two bedroom, I'm dancing and I'm enjoying myself. Because I am not in debt, I'm not going to put myself in trouble. The second thing is my Chinese, my Chinese food. My Chinese food is a value. <laughs> and some people think, what does he mean by that? It's very simple. Anytime I can't buy Chinese anytime I want to, and I haven't had it in three months. Not that's a matter of choice. That's body conscious. Uh, but, 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 but anytime I, I, I can't find money because I want to buy Chinese and I can't, I've overspent. I'm in trouble. Chinese determines whether we will buy the property or not. So we, yeah, you may look at me. It's values. How come my own value? My wife and I, we went to Stephen H years ago, wanted to buy the property and I looked at the estate and I can't buy my Chinese and we left the property. God blessed us five years down the line with a better property. It's values. I worked so, so hard that I must be able to eat what I want. It's values. So we're not doing what any other person does. Simple values. A value is if we argue one hour. Sulk, cry, weep, go to the other room, you've got one hour. After one hour, reconciliation. I may not have the solution to the trouble, but we're still reconciling. Where relationship is important than reconciling. Because the trouble or the issue may not happen. We may not be able to deal with it, but we still have each other. So, babe, attack the problem and not the person. Values. Your value is to go two weeks without talking to someone else. And then you now go into a women's society or men's association. No, yeah, association. What do you call it now? And then you're now discussing. Oh, uh, if my wife messes up, I just give her the silent treatment. And you take that value. You, with his wife, she was quiet. With yours, you've got a firecracker at home. <laughs> Avoid the comparison trap. Comparing yourself to others is a needless distraction. First and foremost, your mission is to become better than you used to be. So appreciate what you've got and be grateful for God. How many minutes do I have? Five. Let me give you the second one to fight. Fight your inner critic. A man that goes by the rulings of his feelings will always remain a slave to his emotions. You are your own biggest critic. You look in the mirror and you see everything you wish you could change. No matter the day and no matter the situation, ladies and gentlemen, be kind to yourself. You only have this one life to live. How do I fight my inner critic? Love yourself. Be kind to yourself. Look in the mirror one day and say, my tithes may not be the way it should be, but I'm still, thank God, I've got life. Be kind to yourself. Number two, stop labeling yourself. We always do that when we get depressed. We label ourselves. And instead of saying I made a mistake, we say I'm a total failure. No, you just made a mistake. Instead of saying I actually tripped, you say, oh, I'm a total failure, I'm an idiot. You tripped. Everybody falls. One fell this morning and we still walked into my office and everything was still intact. You fall. Get up. 
You're not an idiot because you fell. I just looked and said, plead the blood of Jesus upon your right knee. And as she was going, I said, I didn't put fear. I just said, plead the blood of Jesus. Just ask the blood of Jesus. Said, Simple. Get up. Instead of, you, 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 you say, instead of saying, oh, I ate too much, you say, I'm a pig. What are you trying to defend? You ate too much, you ate too much. Sometimes I eat too much. And when I eat too much, I just say, oh, it's my cheat day. That's all. <laughs> On Sundays, I, 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 I love to get home and I love to take Malta Guinness. Malta. I didn't say Guinness. I said Malta Guinness. I love to take it. I, I, I drink it. And after my wife gives me the first bottle, and then when she disappears, I just finish the bottle, go quickly into the fridge, and take the next one, open it as if it was the same. <laughs> Unfortunately, one day she wanted to put something in this. Yeah, there's a bottle here. Is this your second one? I said, why? <laughs> you know when you start to put up a defense? Like, why, why are you asking me that question? Uh, 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 don't I work hard? She didn't ask you if you didn't walk out. She just said, is this a sack of... Says my children, I can eat anything I want to. I will eat it. I will eat. I will sit down. I will eat. I will eat rice. I will eat plantain. I will... And when I'm not satisfied, I can say, bring me pounded yam. It's just my cheat day. Then on Monday, I go back to normal water. I know many of you had cheat day every single day. That's not what I had. And all of you, all you had was Malta Guinness. That's all you had. No. I take care of my body. But that doesn't mean I have to punish myself. And please, don't come to me and send me any email about how infectious Malta Guinness is. I don't want to hear it! I just want to enjoy it! And when it's time for me to repent, I will repent on my own volition. Leave me alone. But don't, don't be hard on yourself. Don't label yourself. Define yourself. And don't let any other person's label stick to you. Says you're not good for nothing. Who said so? Everybody has a weakness. So I'm not a failure because I'm not perfect. No, don't be discouraged. Everyone who got to where they are today started from where you are now. How many things have I told you to fight? Two. One is what? Two is what? Let me give you number three. Fight isolation. Tap someone, say don't isolate yourself. They didn't talk to you. Look to someone behind you say, Yo. Something say, Yo, 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 yo. Don't isolate yourself. Depression feeds on loneliness. Depression feeds on loneliness. The further you're depressed, the more help you need. How do I deal with isolation? Number one, don't withdraw from life. Every coal that is taken out of the fire dies slowly. If it's still in the fire, it will continue to be on fire. There is strength in numbers. That's why the Bible says don't forsake the gathering of his people. And when I say gathering of people, church is good for you. And I know you can still be in church and be isolated. Like you will sit in a corner somewhere at the back, somewhere. I don't want anyone to touch me. And when I finish you quickly, even before they say the grace, you, you disappear. And when they ask, how long have you been in church? 25 years. We, we don't know you. Because even though you're in church, you isolated yourself. He says, not forsaking the assemblies of ourselves together as the manner of some, but exalting one another. There's strength in numbers. Socializing can improve your mood. You don't go anywhere. Let's go out. I don't feel right. You're always not feeling right. And then you want to now marry somebody. Why you're not right? And if unfortunately you now marry another person who is not right, right times right means right squared. No wonder the children that come, and then you now give birth to children from Mr. Not Right, from Mrs. No Right, to both right, and now producing children. Obviously, they won't be right. This is how far depression can take you. You're not always right. 
You don't do things by your feelings. You do things by faith. Yesterday I went to the gym. I, 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 I normally get there probably like 6.30 or 7. I, I struggled in there by 12. In fact, have you been there before? I was in the, and I was still on the phone. You know you don't want to do it. So you're on the phone. And you're actually um, uh, um, justifying why you're on the phone. I was on the phone. I was on the phone. After the phone had exhausted itself, then I looked and said, do I really have to do this? You're already there. Do I really have to do this today? And then somehow I started. And then I was there for an hour. Because if I had gone by my feelings, I wouldn't have done anything. And many of us are ruled by our feelings. And therefore we withdraw from life. Keeping in touch with friends and family means you have someone to talk to when you feel low. Get outside. Once a day. Walk somewhere. Where do you know? You don't go to the gym. You don't go swimming. You don't go out socially. And you, you don't go to church. What do you do? Pastor, I, 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 I just like to be on my own. On your own. If you, God didn't create the world by you being on your own. You've, I'm telling you, you've got to fight this. When they invite you out, you may not feel it. But when you get there, some nice Christian songs. <laughs> may increase your mood. Something may just come out. It may be there you find Mr. Wright or Mrs. Wright. And not while sleeping on the couch praying for Mr. Wrong. Get it out. Enjoy yourself. Do some light exercise. Go on a holiday. What do you want to bring to the table? Go on a holiday. Now, I know you heard go on a holiday. I didn't say get into debt. I just said go on a holiday. Go to Cornwall. Go to Scotland. Go to... Come on, someone speak to me. Because all your, all your holidays is until you go and find the beach. There are beaches around here. In fact, there's one in front of your house. Put water in there and stand in front of it. And say, yay! Just do something. Routines are a dark room full of negatives. How do I fight isolation? Get help. You have to starve that depression by asking for help. Asking for help is a brave act. And speaking to a therapist is a healthy, productive endeavor for which every individual would benefit from. Did you hear what I said? Speaking to a therapist. I'm a therapist. Pastor F is a therapist. The minister is a therapist. We've got doctors in the house that are therapists. In fact, even though, find a professional therapist. Because some people will come to me and I will refer them to a therapist. But you've got to get help. And sometimes we may have to say, you need some clinical help too. But the fact that you're sitting down and doing nothing is not an indication that you want to get out of it. But let me say this to you. The devil comes to steal, kill, and destroy. Let me say and beg you. Your life is too much. Your life is so valuable. You have no idea what God wants to do with your life that you would allow the devil to ruin it. Get help. Get help, but don't only get help. Do what they tell you to do. Number three. What do you need to fight? And I will close with this. Fight unrealistic goals. Fight unrealistic goals. Put Habakkuk or Habakkuk or Habakkuk or whichever. You got the name. I've got the spirit in it. Uh, Habakkuk chapter 2 verse 3. It says this. Listen. Let's read it together. But these things Stop! It will happen what? 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 Say it again. It will happen what? Steadily. Surely. That's why I like using rhymes. You can see one there. Fight this. Fight that. Transfer this. Trust this. Turn over to this. It says slowly, steadily, surely. The time approaches when the vision will be fulfilled. If it seems slow, fight it with steadily, surely, and slowly. He says, do not despair for these things will surely come to pass. Just be patient. They will not be overdue a single day. You cannot leave college 
and expect to buy a house now. It comes what? Slowly. You can't leave. You just graduated in uni. And because your friend has got a car, which the father bought for it, and then now you are trying to get into debt to get into it, you will crash because you have to do it what? Slowly, steadily, surely. Because your friend has got a girlfriend or boyfriend or hoodlum that they're going out with or whoever they're going out with, and immediately you're now looking for someone and they'll go on an app or uh, bump into someone, you purposely bump into the guy or the girl and then you say, can I have your number? And then you get into a relationship that is about to crash. God says, don't be in a hurry. You've got to do it what? Many of us are in a hurry. You've got to have a realistic goals. What I used to do when I was 20, I can't do now. It's called hypermental activity. Get real. Your mind may be working at 120 miles per second in your mid-20s. But you're getting old. And it will slow down to 80 miles per second. You are old, not young. Back up. You have reached the point where you have to slow down. Recently, I went to play football with my son. And before, I used to allow him to win. But as he was going old, I decided I'm not going to allow you to win. Unfortunately, the last time we went to play football, I injured myself because I played him. And he played me. And then I found out that uh, I need to do it. There's no point. And, and I now look at myself. Oh, I used to be able to do this. I'm competing with an 11-year-old. Is there something wrong with me? <laughs> Everything is slowly, steadily, and surely. Recognize when you're single. Enjoy yourself. Now you're married. You can't expect that you'll be going out the way you used to go out before. Remember that you're in a different season. Stop these unrealistic goals. Oh, 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 now, now I'm married. I, I feel, I feel, I feel I can't do what I used to do. We didn't put you in a prison. When you were out here and everyone was dancing, and then you went to your engagement, or no, and you first did a whole engagement, then you came here, and then everyone was dancing. They danced until they couldn't move and they had to use Panadol the following morning. Did you not realize what you were signing up to? You're now married. Guys saying, don't, 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 don't encourage my stuff. You can't look at my phone. You can't tell me where to go. You are married. This is a new season. You have a child. You, you now have a child. They're telling you to sit at the back. He, it's a season. Why are you crying? Don't come to me and say, we need to expand. No, it's your season to sit at the back with your child and enjoy it. Because some people are praying for the blessing you have. And the child is crying. Pick the child and take it out. Uh, why do people think uh, I'm disturbing everyone? Yes, you are. Because you have a child. That's what we do. It's your season. Enjoy it. When they're two years old, then they will transfer over to that place. And then you can now start sitting back in front. But for now, enjoy it. It's not a curse. You have a child. Yes, you have to wake up in the morning. You have a child. Yes, you have to do the runs to the school. Enjoy it. It's for a season. Because that season actually goes very quick. Before everywhere we used to go, we used to take our son. Now he's asking me, do we have to go? <laughs> no, no, no. How long is it going to take you? An hour. I can sit at home by myself. <laughs> Two days ago, I wanted to go out with him because I thought it was the time we can have him. Son and I. He said, no, 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 no. I can, I can stay at home. He said, I want to talk to you. So he put down his game. I said, hey, what? <laughs> The season is gone. So we went to the cruise recently. From the time we woke up till one midnight, I didn't know where he disappeared to. When he came back, he said, son, you're supposed to be with your parents. He says, ah. he looked like he was fun. I'm with my parents. He says that we're in the same place. No, nothing's happening. I'm just enjoying myself. And I'm feeling, ah, ah, we, I paid for you to come. Hey, yeah. So, Dad, you said I should enjoy myself. I'm like, 
Yeah, but we should enjoy ourselves as a family. He says, you preach in church. Relationship. We're still blood. We're still... I'm telling you what's telling me. Is that, is that all? Because there's some people who are waiting for me. After... I looked at my wife and said, Honey, let's go out. This one, he's gone already. It's a season. I'm looking, I was looking at him and I'm like... So now, every lunch, we're sitting on the table together. Because that may be the only one time in that day that I can sit you down. And then you now come to me, hey, my son doesn't speak to me anymore. He's grown up. Season. So enjoy carrying them now. Because one day... Unrealistic goals. Let me give you five more and then we go. Everyone should like me. No. When you think that everyone should like you, you end up hurt. Everyone won't like you. They didn't like Jesus. Number two, people say life should be fair. No. No, life is not fair. You make life fair for yourself. Oh, opportunities will fall into my lap. Really? No, you fight for it. When you do that, you limit what you can do and you give that power to someone else. You say to yourself, on realistic goals, things will make me happy. Really? Oh, and then you say, uh, 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 like an expected future. I'll be happy when I get that promotion. I'll be happy when I get married. I'll be happy when I have that child. No, you won't. Happiness and joy comes from God. It means enjoy the ride. Enjoy the season. Instead of looking for happiness, look for God. And stop saying to yourself, things have to fall on your lap. Last thing, I can change him, I can change her. The only person in the world that you can truly change is yourself. And even that takes immense, tremendous amount of effort. Do you know how long you have to work on yourself, but you want to change someone else? Far too many people think that a relationship will solve whatever problems they're facing in life. Particularly if they are depressed and lonely. A relationship will not clear up or fix emotional baggage. It only adds to it. What's my conclusion? Are you willing to take a risk and give your life another chance? Or are you going to give up? The choice is yours. Once you choose hope, anything is possible. You've been listening to Ty Adeshugba pastor of Worship Tabernacle Church. We hope you enjoyed this message. For further inquiries, visit us at www.worshiptabernacle.org.uk Alternatively, call us on 020-7435-3939 You can find us at the Citadel, Worship Tabernacle, 131 St. John's Way, N19 3RQ, Archway, London. Thank you for listening.